It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2022. I'm Jackson Bird. Today, could wind be the dark horse in the hunt for power sources for human habitats on Mars? Plus, the first ever recording of a dust devil on Mars, and a goodbye to a beloved Martian explorer. And Google unveils the most searched for word of the year. I'll give you a hint. It's a six-letter word, about five-letter words, that sold to the New York Times for a low seven figures. Here's some cool stuff for your ride home. In 1977, a dust storm on Mars provided NASA's Viking 2 with enough data for scientists to determine that the wind speed on the red planet was too weak to ever be harnessed as a viable source of energy. The atmosphere on Mars is thin, very thin. It's about 1% the density of Earth's, and that low atmospheric density reduces the force associated with winds. But a new study published yesterday in the journal Nature Astronomy says that's not the whole story. Lead author and postdoctoral fellow at NASA's Ames Research Center, Victoria Hartwick, says it's more complicated when you consider the planet overall, in different places, around different land features, and at different times of the Martian year. When all of that is taken into account, Hartwick and her team say it's possible that wind could be an important complement to other energy sources on Mars, and in some cases, the primary one. If we're really sending humans to Mars, which is the plan eventually, and maybe as soon as 10 years from now if China sticks to their schedule, then we're going to need a lot of energy sources to power all those humans' tools, habitats, and vehicles. But no one type of power source has come out on top yet. Quoting Vice, Nuclear power is widely regarded as a key enabler to crude Mars missions, but placing nuclear devices near human habitats could present safety risks. Solar power has been used on many past Mars rovers, but this form of energy is diminished during the Martian night and during dust storms that obscure the sun's light. What's more, many of the most promising landing sites for humans on Mars are located at higher latitudes in and around the poles, where liquid water could potentially be harvested from extraterrestrial ice. However, these areas also experience larger variations in the availability of solar power, presenting the need for a secondary source of energy. End quote. After hearing a wind power expert speak about global climate models informing where wind power might be most attainable on Earth, Hartwick was inspired to employ a similar methodology for Mars, using NASA's Mars Global Climate Model. Quoting the Washington Post, Hartwick and her teammates used the model to estimate wind speeds across the planet. They used topographic, dust, and heat maps from data culled by the Mars Global Surveyor and Viking missions and simulated wind speeds across Mars, breaking down estimates by day and night and through various seasons and years. Using that information, they calculated the maximum amount of energy they could generate in various parts of the planet, assuming they had a fully efficient wind turbine. They combined that to the previously estimated energy requirements to keep six people on Mars for a mission lasting 500 Martian days. Scientists found that wind energy could serve as a successful complement to solar energy, particularly during Martian nights and dust storms when solar power's effect is diminished or replaced entirely in some parts of the planet. End quote. 
In a few locations, they even found that the annual average wind power exceeds available solar power by up to 3.4 times. In total, the researchers have identified about two dozen sites where wind could act as a complement to solar arrays. Quoting Inverse, One of their top candidates is Deuteronilus Mensae 2, located in the southern highlands near the border with the northern lowlands, where glaciers may have existed as recently as 10,000 years ago. Another is Protonilus Mensae, a mid-latitude region with a topography that an Arizona State University blog describes as brain terrain. Its interconnected troughs and ridges may have formed when water ice turned from solid to gas or sublimated, end quote. As the researchers explain of these icy northern regions, quote, During northern hemisphere winter, winds blow from cooler surface ice deposits to warm regolith. This effect, analogous to a sea breeze, may be particularly important at proposed high-latitude sites adjacent to seasonal ice deposits, end quote. The particular excitement here is that these sites may be the best ones to look for water, but are also poor locations for solar power due to their lack of sun. If wind could provide an alternative source of energy, it would open up the number of places humans can explore in search of that all-important water. It's very intriguing, but like nuclear and solar power, wind power on Mars also has its disadvantages, one of the biggest ones being the equipment needed to construct these turbines. The researchers call for medium-sized wind turbines compared to existing Earth sizes, but that's still 160 feet tall. That is a huge piece of equipment to ferry across the solar system. Hartwick and team are aware of these roadblocks and end their paper with an invitation to engineers to begin investigating how a wind turbine on Mars might work and how it could be transported and built there. At FanDuel Casino, we know the only thing better than a win is a free win. That's why we made Reward Machine, the daily free-to-play game that gives you a chance to win up to $2,000 in casino bonus. We've given away over $50 million in free bonuses, and we're just getting started. Every day at 6 p.m., you get three chances to spin the Reward Machine reels. There are three ways to win. One, match any three symbols for an instant win. Two, collect symbols each day for a chance to win weekly prizes. Or three, win up to $2,000. If you collect three trophies, FanDuel has given away over $50 million to hundreds of thousands of people through Reward Machine. So what are you waiting for? Download the FanDuel Casino app by going to FanDuel.com slash PA3 and start playing Reward Machine today. That's FanDuel.com slash PA3. No purchase necessary. 21 plus and present in PA. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable casino only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. And speaking of winds on Mars, the Perseverance rover recently captured the sound of a dust devil on Mars. As I've discussed previously, Perseverance is the first rover on Mars with a working microphone, and it's been returning cool and eerie recordings ever since it touched down on the Red Planet at the start of 2021. The microphone only records for three minutes each day, so the recording of this dust devil, a direct hit on the rover, was difficult to capture, and something the team had worked at for some time. They focused on recording at midday, when the atmosphere is most unbalanced, but the chances of catching a dust devil in an audio recording was still pretty low, so the scientists are buzzing that they got it. 
Quoting Science Alerts, The Dust Devil passed over the rover on September 27, 2021, the 215th Martian day, or soul, of its mission. Scientists estimate the size of the Dust Devil was around 25 meters, or just over 80 feet wide, while it would have been at least 118 meters, or 387 feet tall. By combining photographs with readings of wind, pressure, temperature, and dust, Perseverance was also able to track the speed of the mini Martian tornado as it passed, which came in at 19 kilometers or 12 miles per hour. Part of what makes the new information valuable is how it compares to events like this on Earth. The wind is fast, about 25 miles per hour, but about what you would see in a dust devil on Earth, says planetary scientist Roger Weens. The difference is that the air pressure on Mars is so much lower that the winds, while just as fast, push with about 1% of the pressure the same speed of wind would have back on Earth. It's not a powerful wind, but clearly enough to loft particles of grit into the air to make a dust devil. End quote. And here is a listen to that dust devil. It's not much, but when you remember that it's from another planet, it is pretty mind-blowing. Other equipment on Perseverance records and measures data from dust devils and the like, of course, but adding the audio element gives the data a whole other dimension. It can help understand the wind speed, the density of the dust particles, and so much more. And as we celebrate this landmark finding from one Mars explorer, today we also say goodbye to another one. NASA's Mars InSight lander posted its final selfie yesterday, writing in a caption, quote, My power's really low, so this may be the last image I can send. Don't worry about me, though. My time here has been both productive and serene. If I can keep talking to my mission team, I will, but I'll be signing off here soon. Thanks for staying with me. End quote. We've known since the spring that the InSight lander was in its final months, and that the lander has actually lasted about twice as long as it was originally designed to. Having launched in 2018 for a two-year mission, the lander has kept on chugging for an additional two years, continuing to send back photos and data to NASA the whole time. InSight also, quoting Mashable, detected over 1,300 Martian earthquakes, gathered information on weather conditions, investigated Mars's liquid core, and helped researchers map the planet's interior geology. End quote. Now, its main failure was not completing its mission of drilling 16 feet into Martian soil after its drill got stuck for eight months during its first year on Mars. Still, the other missions the lander completed, along with its incredible lifespan, have earned the lander all the markers of a success. But now, its power levels are at a tenth of what they were at launch, and dust from the red planet has coated its solar panels, greatly reducing its functionality. In response to many people asking why NASA can't just make some way of getting the dust off the lander, science communicator Swapna Krishna explained in a video on Twitter that Mars dust is stickier than Earth dust and charged so that the atmosphere pushes the dust down onto the solar panels. This charge has helped NASA be able to basically throw other dust at the dust to get some of it off, but it hasn't been enough. And while NASA probably could come up with some type of 
of windshield wipers for solar arrays, so future landers don't have this issue, they haven't for two reasons, as Krishna explains. First, the extra weight such wipers would add, and the complexity of packing them into the lander for the journey and then having them successfully deploy on the surface of Mars. None of that is quite worth the effort because, second, these landers aren't meant to last forever, and the dust doesn't really become a problem until long after the lander has completed its intended mission. Remember, InSight has been trucking along for two extra years now. The dust did not interfere with its original mission. And who knows, if we end up with a veritable graveyard of Mars landers and rovers, maybe future human explorers can somehow repurpose their parts into wind turbines. Okay, probably not, but how cool would it be to have wind turbines named for the landers and rovers that came before the humans? Google has just put out their year in search, revealing what people all around the world, in each country, and new for US users this year, within your zip code, searched for the most in 2022. The number one most searched for word overall around the world was Wordle. Well done, Josh Wordle and the New York Times. That one really did take off. Though, to be fair, in addition to people probably searching for hints to the correct answer, I think this was helped along by the fact that before the Times bought the game, the URL for Wordle was a little hard to remember. It was Wordle's personal website, powerlanguage.co.uk, so there may have been a lot of people simply typing Wordle into Google each morning rather than typing the site into their URL bar, even if it did auto-populate from their history. A lot of top trends from the US, the UK, and India broke through to the top slots globally, including searches about cricket games, the Powerball numbers, and Queen Elizabeth. Although notably, in the US, Betty White was searched more than Queen Elizabeth overall. Our Queen. Scrolling through the top five search results in different categories really does paint a picture of the past year. Among the top five near-me searches in the U.S. were gas prices, at-home COVID test, and early voting. The top people searched for in the U.S. were Johnny Depp and Will Smith, which tracks, and even globally, those two and Amber Heard were searched more than Vladimir Putin. But back in the U.S., people also searched how to help in Ukraine, in Uvalde, and with abortion rights. Encanto took the top-searched movie slot with Thor Love and Thunder and Top Gun Maverick right behind it. And further cementing Wordle's dominance, three out of four of the other top searches in the games category were Wordle spinoffs, Quirtle, Hurdle, and Worldle. But digging into those local searches by zip code, I plugged in my hometown and found out that Dallas, Texas was the only place in the U.S. that had halal food in its top trending near me searches, which was fairly surprising. Less surprising somehow was that Dallas's top trending animal was the capybara. Over here in New York City, we apparently searched for disco more than anywhere else in the U.S., as well as for Serena Williams, which does make sense considering the U.S. Open is held here. 
Weirdly, all 10 of the top near-me searches in the New York area were for repairs, replacements, and installations, for air conditioning, furnaces, cooktops, and freezers. Apparently, New York City is in shambles, but that's not really news. Google's year in search is a lot of fun to play around with, especially with this new local feature. Some nations display multiple languages for their top search results, like the U.S., which has several Spanish language categories in addition to the English ones. So lots of different things to look up in this year in search. Link to Explore Yourself is in the show notes. So when I was double-checking some info about Wordle founder Josh Wardle, I discovered that he had been named one of Time's most influential people of 2022. But not only that, his profile was written by none other than The Roots frontman Questlove. And it's really cool. Questlove wrote the entire profile using only five-letter words. And rather than sharing any biographical information about Wordle, it walks you through the experience of playing Wordle. Here's an excerpt, quote, Ready? Ready. Plays. Picks usual first guess. Sonar? Cable? Novel? Ashen block after ashen block. Lucky? Clues. Hints? Tries again. Fifth space amber? Maybe lemon. Right vowel? Wrong place. Tries again. Three right. First green. Third green. Fifth amber. Maybe lemon. Brain stirs. End quote. And it goes on like that. It's really clever. Just an unexpected delight that I discovered today. Link in the show notes to read the whole thing yourself. But that is it from me for today. This show was produced by Ride Home Media. I'm Jackson Bird, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow.